Do you have a child who is a struggling learner? Are you at a loss for your next steps to finally have your struggling reader take off? Wings to Soar Online Academy can help you target the root causes of your child's learning difficulty with their Brain Boost Breakthrough. Your child's brain will make lasting changes to process information more efficiently so that reading, listening, and all other learning becomes easier. If you'd like to see your child make one to two year gains in reading, spelling, vocabulary, and language this semester, partner with Wings to Soar Online Academy. Request your free Just Write Level Assessments at wingstosoaronline.com. Then take advantage of their two-week jumpstart for only $47 to try out the personalized online path to success learning plan. A Wings to Soar intervention specialist will create an individualized plan for your child based on those initial assessments. Get started today by requesting your free Just Write Level Assessments at wingstosoaronline.com. That's wingstosoaronline.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and I am host of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Show, Ultimate Homeschool Expo, as well as the owner of Media Angels. This is the second series of a two, uh, actually a three-part series that I'm doing on creating a checklist for your beginning, middle, and end of the year. This particular recording is for your middle of the year checklist. Well, some of you um, may know me from audios that you've heard, or maybe this is the first time we've met. Um, However, you know, people have a different persona of the person um, that they've met virtually. And so uh, let me just dash any, um, any ideas you have that I'm this super organized or super together person and make checklists all the time. This um, audio really has been created because I tend not to be a checklist person. I like to be creative and spur of the moment and um, really did not discuss this in the first audio I created, but I want to share it here, that um, one really wise speaker I heard um, at, at, at one time, Maggie Hogan with Bright Ideas Press, She shared that her children, her two boys, were different as night and day. One didn't mind to be, um, you know, launched with a surprise that morning, like, hey, we're going to go to the zoo today, whereas the other one freaked out. And so she explained how important it was to know your kids and what they enjoy doing or not do, not doing. 
And so um, as I share this with you, I keep that in the back of my mind because while I tend to be um, a very spontaneous person in some regards, in the other, um, I have children that really want to know what they're doing the next day, and maybe you do as well. So a middle-of-the-year checklist and a checklist in general really helps us all stay on target for our goal for the end of the year, and it allows some flexibility for the fun times. So while we're looking at this middle-of-the-year checklist and we're looking at our year and some of the points that we carried in um, or went over in the first audio, I'm going to carry over with this one, and uh, we'll go through some of those. But I want you um, to you know, have this middle-of-the-year check whenever it is that you've put in a few months of homeschooling and you feel like, gosh, I want to analyze it. It doesn't necessarily need to be you know, three or four months or exactly the middle if you're schooling for nine months, let's say. It needs to be at 4.5 months. Um, I know there are some of you listening that like to know that kind of thing. However, it's whenever you think, um, you know, at least four to five months, but whenever you think that, you know, it's time to analyze and look at how your school year is going. So I just wanted to preface it with that. Um, The other is... To share that at one point I remember homeschooling for many years and and getting to the end of the year and really feeling like I hadn't done the job I wanted to do or I was really disappointed we hadn't finished a particular book or curriculum or we hadn't read X, Y, and Z stories that I had planned to read that year. Um, You know, for example, one year we did the Little House on the Prairie series and we did really well with the first four books, but we didn't read the second, the last two. And then I found that my children read them on their own. So um, there are some things like that that you might want to analyze and say, okay, well, you know, in this series, we're going to read these four books and then I will assign the last two or, or something along those lines. But just so that you get to the end of the year without this feeling of, oh my gosh, I wish I hadn't waited to the end of the year. And I wish we had dumped this curriculum or this particular book because it wasn't going well, but we plotted through and we were all miserable. Um, I've had some times where I've just decided that I'm going to do it just because and really not for a good or valid reason. So um, that was just one of the things that um, I wanted to discuss with you. All right. Well, in deciding that I was going to uh, create this checklist, I wanted to go back through some of the things that we had discussed in the first audio. And so let's do that right now. In the first audio, we talked about a mission statement and family goals. And it's time to take a look at that. How is that going for you? How um, do you want to tweak that? You know, maybe it's going great and you want to leave it. Maybe you want to add something to your goals. Maybe you've already reached your goals and you want to, um, you know, go in a different direction. So those are some things to look at. I knew of one family that decided at some point that they were going to be living on um, on a boat. So at the end of that year, they made that decision. And so they planned that summer to do that. That was their goal. However, there are other families who maybe didn't make such, you know, big goals and maybe smaller goals in the middle of the year, and we're one, that decided, you know what, we're going to implement 
um, some different goals and strategies for our family because I feel that um, the kids have progressed really well this year. So that's one of the things you want to look at. The other is character qualities. Again, did your children achieve those qualities? For example, if you're working on helpfulness and one of your children that you were um, planning to work with this all year has already attained that. So now you're thinking, okay, that's great. And that was going to be our goal for the whole year. But I'm going to add another one. While we're still going to encourage that character quality, we're going to um, add another one, maybe forgiveness or asking for forgiveness if that child struggles with that area. So those are the kinds of things you want to look for. You also want to look at your family uh, goals or your family goals. character qualities that you wanted to work on as a family and see if you've reached those and want to add to that. Again, um, let's look at spiritual goals. How is that going? Have you um, gone through some of the Bible or scripture readings you wanted to do? Um, Maybe as a goal you set that you were going to memorize two scriptures a month and the kids are doing really well with that. Or maybe they're not doing super well with that and you need to make it one scripture per month to, um, you know, to really encourage them that they can do really well. And then once they get that down, maybe they're memorizing them in in a week or two weeks and you can add, go back to your two a month. You know, homeschool philosophy more than likely will stay the same. Um, So that you'll just want to take a glance at. How are your classes going? Uh, Well, before I get to classes, I want to go back and let's, Let's look at attitude. I didn't have that as a specific category, but one of the things that I found um, when we had our end of the year evaluation last year was that um, kids in school kind of get credits for things that maybe as homeschool moms we don't think of. And for example, um, that is, you know, how do they participate in class and they get a participation grade. But we can look at that um, with attitudes. Are kids on track or is there something that they need to do uh, to improve? I have certain kids that really participate a lot and others that let the other members of the family answer. So that might be something you want to look at. Um, Attitude would probably be under character, but you um, also may need, um, you know, to revisit that as well. You know, moms need regrouping time. Um, I created an audio set called the Mom's Rescue Set, and that really was put together um, at the urging of a friend, um, but it also has been a blessing to me to have a set of audios that I can listen to that are encouraging on many fronts. And so, you know, sometimes our attitudes need a check if we're down, if we need some encouragement. These are things that we may want to do. On the spiritual realm, you know, um, we discussed that. But um, another thing I wanted to add is, are you growing in the Lord? If you're not moving forward, just think about it. You're moving backward. So it could be more than just a memorization of some things. It can also be you know, our, our spiritual walk with the Lord. You know, things that are ingrained are habits. I know that there are some people that are runners and their day is not complete if they haven't run every day. You know, sometimes because of weather, you know, they may have to switch to something like walking in the local mall. 
um, or if they're really dedicated, they may just run in the rain, and that's not a big deal to them. Well, those habits are formed in the same way with our children, and I really think it takes an effort many times on our part to be encouraging in that way to keep them on the path. And so we want to create some really good habits when they're younger, and then we can follow up, um, ensure those, those good habits up as they get older. Maybe you have some teens and you're struggling either with your relationship with them um, or their attitudes. One of the things I would really recommend to you is a book that I published um, by two amazing people. Uh, Paula and Skye are a mother and daughter team. And um, it's Paula Stevenson and Sky McNeil. And the name of the book is Secret Code Time, Creating an Unbreakable Bond Between Parent and Child. And ideally... You start young, but this can definitely be done when your child is older because I've done that with one of my children. And um, I have to tell you, it has been an amazing journey for me. Um, I didn't think there was anything I needed to learn about parenting because I had been a parent uh, for about 20 years before I published this book. And let me just tell you that all of us have something that we can learn. And I learned from this book. And actually, it's amazing because today um, I demonstrated some of what the book, um, what is talked about in the book. And that is that I spent some time with one of my children uh, shopping at Northern and also at Harbor Freight. Now, for those of you that may not be familiar with those two stores, it is, um, I guess, equivalent uh, to a bookstore for someone who loves to read books. And those two stores are my um, 18-year-old, actually, my 18-year-old's favorites. Um, What I have to say is that while those are not my favorite stores, and I had other things to do today, like play this recording, I spent the time with him and we went to lunch and it actually wasn't so bad for me. I know now how they feel when they, we drag them around to stores they don't want to go to. But it was, a, it, you know, my son asked me to go. And it's because we have that kind of relationship that we enjoy spending time together. He knows that I will sacrifice time to be with him, even if they're not my favorite places to go. And yet, um, it has increased our friendship and our ability, my ability to parent him. I know that as parents, we don't want to just be our, our kids' friends. You know, that's not in our job description. We need to parent. I think there are too many parents who think they need to be friends with their kids. Um, I just said that I was his friend. He's also turning 18. This is a child that is six foot two or three and not something I can put over my knee and spank. So a friendship and a mutual respect is important as they get older. So um, I'm actually doing another talk on this topic that is in the Teen Expo set. So um, if you have that set, you may be looking for that. And it's called Secret Code Time for Teens. Okay, well, I wanted to talk about attitude and also encourage you, if you have teenagers, that all is not lost. Um, I think a lot of times parents um, throw up their hands when it comes to teens, and I don't think that's right at all. All right, well, let's look at your yearly schedule now. How is that going? Are you progressing um, in the way you wanted to? 
Um, are you looking at things like the time that it's taking to complete things? Maybe some subjects are not being completed. We had that this year where science was getting relegated to last, and I um, have talked about that forever um, in a book that I published first in the 19, uh, 1995. That just tells you how old the book was when it first came out. It's in its uh, fifth edition now. But I, I talked about that, and I said, you know, so many times science is pushed to last. Well, this year my kids had a very heavy high school um, curriculum, and their classes were focused a lot on government and on economics. And those two classes took so much time, as well as um, their American literature class and so there was just so much time that was being spent in writing reports and reading that they weren't able to finish their science curriculum in a timely manner. So what we did was we planned that some of their um, lessons would be completed during the summer, and that took some burden off. So at the end of the year, we didn't feel like a failure. Oh, my gosh, you know, we didn't finish um, this book. We planned that it would not be finished to make more time for other stuff. Okay, is there, are there some subjects that are not being done at all? We had that one year when we were trying to complete some uh, lessons with Greek and Latin roots. And we found that, you know what, we're not going to be able to complete it. So we put that aside mid-year and we completed it this year. Um, what about looking at the time frame for completing the courses where you are on track? You know, take a look at your math, take a look at your lessons um, in your particular subjects and say, okay, you know, we still have four more books, for example, that you want to do read aloud. And we have four more months. So that gives us one month per book to really delve into it, to maybe take a field trip uh, or incorporate some of the lessons that we want to. Again, I, I always think of Little House on the Prairie and... Um, you know, one of the books, uh, Farmer Boy, that lended itself to cooking so many different things. Uh, my kids got to try pancakes with brown sugar and decided uh, fresh maple syrup is much better that their grandmother brings back from New York State when they visit every summer. So, um, you know, just things like that that are fun, that bring along memories way later on and, um, you know, give you some time to incorporate that. So look at that. What is your time frame for completing um, the stuff that you have and um, are you going to be able to do that? Look at the children and look at yourself. Is anyone overwhelmed, fatigued, or stressed? And if they are, get to the root of that. Um, I know that it's not as much of an ordeal for kids that are homeschooled as for kids who are perhaps in public school, but I would still say to take a look at that. I know I've been stressed at times trying to get through some things, um, and my kids have been just fine about it, not at all concerned. So, you know, you may want to evaluate maybe your, your focus and their focus. Um, also, look at uh, some extracurricular lessons. Are your kids making progress in piano and art? You know, those of you taking fencing or something exotic, you know, like foreign languages, you know, how are they progressing in these areas? Um, for us, lessons also entailed, um, you know, sports. And so my kids practice every day, whether it's throwing or hitting or something like that. They have times that they practice. Um, sometimes they're just doing training, you know, whether it's running or um, 
you know, sit-ups or that kind of thing. So how are they doing and are they making progress? Again, checklists are awesome for this kind of thing. Um, in this uh, series, you'll get the checklist at the beginning of the year. You can tweak them, but also, um, you know, now we're just going over some of these things. All right, field trips. How have you done with that? Do you have any plan for the rest of the year? Um, let's say you're on a budget and you're saying, you know, Felice, we can't afford to go on a family vacation or take an extended trip. Well, with the internet, there are virtual field trips. You know, Google Earth is really a cool thing and you can visit any place in the world. So now we don't have quite the, um, you know, the excuse that we can't go on a trip. I know it's not the same as experiencing it uh, firsthand, but what you can do is maybe save up and go to a restaurant that has some sort of exotic food or even save up and make some sort of food that you really enjoy at home. Um, I have to say that I really love uh, Chinese food, but my family doesn't. Um, they would like things like the sweet and sour chicken or marinated chicken, um, like the teriyaki chicken on a stick, you know, that we would get at a Chinese buffet. Whereas I really love, you know, what I call the real Chinese food and um, like shrimp and lobster sauce or something like that. So what I did was... Uh, I found some ingredients that I could use at home and make them uh, that flavor. And it was amazing because I kept thinking about it. And um, I didn't even go online or research or look at recipes. But actually, the Lord gave me this as an idea. When I was at the store and we shopped some of the, the, um, the warehouse stores, and so I was at the store, and I saw these boneless um, chicken thighs. Well, we always buy boneless chicken breasts because we do a lot of chicken cutlets in our family instead of veal cutlets. We like chicken cutlets much better. And my dad, every once in a while, will buy the veal and say, you know, you guys don't know what you're missing. The veal is so much better. And, you know, my kids are, well, it's baby cow. We don't like it. And... Um, just on that note, but um, but anyway, um, we end up eating more of the white meat chicken, and some of the kids like the white meat chick chicken better. So I thought, oh, if I buy this and it's all dark meat, you know, certain members of the family aren't going to like it. But as I was thinking about it, I thought, you know what, this is really going to work, and it's so much cheaper per pound than the other, which was an added bonus. But anyway, um, it, it worked beautifully. The entire family likes it, and it's a really, it's a fun meal to make. You know, one child will actually, you know, we marinate it, and one child will grill the chicken, and the other one will put it together and stir fry and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, look at your, your menus even, and use that in conjunction with something you're reading. You know, I know it's not quite a field trip to, you know, Chinatown, which we don't even have anywhere near where I live, you know, and so um, it's not quite the same thing, but you still can embrace the culture and something like that, doing it on a budget at home. Um, you know, I, again, when you're, the kids are younger, it, there are so many more things you can do, Mexican night, make get the sombreros, you know, have the, the, the little... Um, music makers and things like that, you know, maybe have some Mexican music dance to that, and the kids would think they were in Mexico. Um, you know, older kids are not going to be quite as willing to do that kind of thing. 
Um, you know, however, other than a trip to Mexico, um, it's it's doable at home. So. Um, again, look at field trips. You might look at a yearly membership, uh, maybe as a Christmas present to the family, if you like that kind of thing. Um, Christmas presents to the family with a membership to a museum uh, may not be um, well taken if you're the only one who likes the museum. So, um, you know, look into these kinds of things and... Um, do something that you think the whole family will enjoy. You know, take a look at your weekly schedule, your daily schedule, and see if those need to be tweaked. Again, I shared with you the story about our science curriculum this year that had to be tweaked, and um, that worked out fine. Okay, well, let's look at um, family time. Uh, a lot of times we find that um, we have these great ideas and we're progressing along and then um, it doesn't quite work out as well as we planned. So that is something that you may want to consider, you know, um, some short trips, some day trips, um, and some of those times of making memories. And I shared some of that back when we were talking about field trips. So look through your um, your list, look at your everyday routine, see if there are some things you want to add to that. Uh, look at your daily chores. Are the, the chores getting done? Uh, do you have that catch-up day where you can work at cleaning the house or doing the laundry or things like that? Um, do you have a catch-up day where you're just playing games or doing some things that the family would enjoy doing? So again, look at those things and regroup. One of the things I wanted to add um, as you are analyzing your middle of the year is to look at what you're going to be doing at the end of the year for evaluations. Are you going to be having um, a certified teacher evaluate your portfolio um, as is common here in Florida or are you going to be doing standardized testing? Um, if you are going to standardize tests, uh, you may look into some of the things that are available, whether online or books you would like to get at the library or the bookstore uh, to help in that regard. So um, we are not a big test family. However, I have a background in testing. Um, and so um, while I, I will say that for our family, it was not a good fit, um, depending on your goals, again, as a family, uh, your goals for your children, what schools uh, they and you are selecting for them for the future, then standardized testing may be something you want to include. So if you are uh, middle of the year, is a good time to look at preparing for those tests and uh, working towards your goals. Okay. Well, I hope this has been beneficial for you. I hope that I've given you some ideas of doing things on a budget as well as regrouping in the middle of the year. And, you know, maybe some of you have better ideas of how, um, you know, you can analyze your school year. We'll implement those, you know. Well, I hope this audio has helped you. I know that as homeschoolers, we all have um, some things that we'd like to add. I wish we were in a room together where we could share our ideas and you could share with me some of the ways you've taken um, in the middle of the year and analyzed your school. So I hope this audio has been a blessing uh, to you and I hope you've enjoyed this set. Um, I will be creating uh, the end of the year lesson I hope this audio has been a blessing to you and you enjoy the set and um, you will listen to the end of the year audio coming up next. Thank you.
Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.